everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure of the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Flaple. Last we left our adventurers, there was some accusations in the main tent of the cultist camp. Mondath, needing counsel from her right-hand man, brought Langdorosa into the camp, which immediately exposed the adventurers. A massive battle ensued right in the middle of the tent. Moonbeam coming down from the sky, backstabbing from Lance, uh, just hammering away from Mal to where the point she almost died but then expertly and miraculously was able to cut the head off Langdorosa. After pursuing Mondath, getting saved by Leosin, the group just splitting apart to get their to do their assigned tasks, Fleeple getting the rope, Lance getting the prisoners, um, and everybody else joining at the bottom of the cliff. Chaos erupting in the camp, fires being lit by the orcs, battles erupting in these small little pockets, distracting the cultists from this escape from the prisoners and these adventurers here. We come to our adventurers running with Leosin, running with the prisoners away from the camp. Leosin urging them all to rush into the forest away from the camp. And this is where we join our adventurers. So we come to the group here, this ragtag group, some of the older prisoners falling behind, but Mal assisting Fleeple in your lizard form, being able to uh, maybe urge them onward, uh, assist them, maybe even somebody sitting on your back or lying on your back, being able to help them run. Leosin just brushing through the forest, going as fast as you, Lance, both of you able to make the way in the darkness, the moon being bright overhead, uh, lighting your path, not making it too terribly difficult. All of you, not knowing exactly where to go, but Leosin continually urging you, this way, please, follow me, quickly. He just rushes, and he just, hour after hour, you're exhausted, it's the middle of the night. Finally, Leosin says, all right, I believe we can, I believe we can wait here for a tiny bit to catch our breaths, but we really should not fully rest until we get to Greenest. I believe everybody here would agree in that, yes? And the prisoners exhausted, but all shake their head, uh, taking a little bit of a breather here. Uh, essentially, we're taking a short rest at the time being. So if you need to roll any hit dice, do anything to assist in that, uh, Fleeple, your wild shape drops at this point, because I believe it's only two hours at this point, maybe an hour, I believe. Yeah, let me check that just to make sure. I'm going to roll two hit dice. Yeah, let me do that too. Number of hours equal to half your druid level rounded down. Yep. Okay. So one hour roughly. Okay. I rolled perfectly. I'm back to full health. I'm also, sorry, I'm going to change my proficiency for a rest and I'm going to change it to perception. And during this rest, all of a sudden, Lance starts having, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he starts having like a mini panic attack. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, we almost died so many times. What? I lied so many times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, oh my gosh. Mal, 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 Oh my gosh. Uh, we, uh, uh. <laughs> just like, Mal will just support him and like comfort him. Leoson comes over to you and goes, Calm yourself, friend. We, we, we're safe for the time being. <laughs> I... I, I go through my bag looking for, like, some smelling salts, and the best thing I can find is my salami, so I start waving it under his nose. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just... Wait, wait, I'm not... I'm not a good talker. <laughs> Great. So after a good hour of uh, everybody taking a break, taking a breather, Lewison goes, All right, well, the moon is overhead. Let's press on, shall we? And stands up and, although not at a full sprint at this point, very strong, brisk walk, sometimes even jogging uh, when in the open area here. And you are following the trails, but also he cuts off the path occasionally and cuts back on. Uh, it doesn't necessarily hinder your movement, but 
you are a little tired here. Everybody is a little tired, but five hours, six hours, seven hours, eight hours, the sun is rising on the horizon. And just as it rises over the horizon, as if it were a picture perfect moment, you see greenest in front of you. The morning sun shining down on the town as you're on a hill that comes down into the valley here. You all breathe a sigh of relief, seeing the keep, seeing the wall of the keep, seeing the surrounding farms, seeing the houses, and uh, starting to see members of the town mill about. You walk into town. As Leosin and all of you walk into town, there are guards that are positioned at the actual roads here, and the one guard that is standing there sees you rushes up to you and uh, gets to you and goes goes over to some of the villagers, just kind of whispers stuff to them and goes, excuse me, we will be back and just rushes on into town over to the keep to deliver the news that there are the prisoners have returned. So you get into the main town area where the market is and there are surprisingly a few people who are setting up for market. Um, it being a work day, if you will. And as you enter in, you pass by that big bulletin board, almost that job board that um, Escobar uh, had posted. Um, and you see the parchment of reward for helping save the prisoners uh, from Greenest. Um, and that reward, I believe it was 250 gold apiece. Was that right? Or mm -hmm. yeah, I will take that paper down. Great. And some of the uh, vendors are just walking towards you and they come to the prisoners and some of the prisoners run up to uh, one of the women. She runs up to a vendor and she just embraces uh, the man who is setting up um, his uh, uh, vendor, his, uh, his little setup there. And she just collapses in his arms and just starts sobbing and he starts sobbing as well. And they, they fall to the ground, kneeling, just holding each other, sobbing. Um, and uh, the, it, it's just this time at Escobar and the mayor of Greenest, they just rush up uh, the mayor still basically in his nightgown, uh, just with uh, a robe uh, draped around him to keep him Escobar, um, not in full plate, uh, but in never without his weapons um, by his side, just rushes up with that same guard. And that guard saying, I told you, look, they returned. And the mayor just stops and he slowly walks up towards you and in just stun is stunned to silence. And the prisoners, as you glance around, most of them are in tears um, and just silently sobbing to themselves. The mayor walks up to the three of you uh, and just looks each of you in the eye. I'll be quite frank. I didn't think it was possible. What? I thought I'd send you what? on a... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> he goes, the cynical part of me had... Forgive me. Had written all of you off. Excuse me? <laughs> but I held out to hope... That all of you would return. And I I go over to the mayor and I just, I pat his knee with my claw and just say, uh, you should stop while you're behind. Escobar comes up and goes, <clears throat> I, uh, he, he means well. I, um, <clears throat> I think I'll, uh, I'll speak for him moving forward. Uh, I, I think what the mayor is trying to say is that, um, he is incredibly grateful and relieved to see all of you returning in one piece. Yes, I think what the mayor is trying to say is that we've exceeded his expectations and we should be lauded as heroes. There should probably be a feast, I would imagine. Of course. Of course. No, no, mayor. I, um... <clears throat> no, I'm pretty I'll sure just... that's what he was saying. That, I'm pretty sure that's what he was I, trying to say. I, I, I'm going to agree <laughs> that that was, that was what he's saying, but... I'm going to err on the side of his silence for the time being in Dumba. I absolutely agree. I think 
These three individuals will be hereafter known as the Heroes of Greenest, having brought home the prisoners. Prisoners of war, if you will. It was brought. They have brought them home, safe and sound. And then some, and he points to three prisoners that seem to be awkwardly standing over, kind of like by themselves, and he goes, These three are to be lauded as heroes, and they will be rightly compensated. Where's that? Hey, there. And he walks over to the bulletin board. Uh, I had a paper I put up here. Um, it's right. It's right here. <laughs> I'm still staring at the mayor. <laughs> he just rips it from your hand. 250 gold pieces to each of you. And a feast in your honor. A celebration for the week ahead. Can we just take the money that you would spend on the feast? <laughs> you would get the money and the feast. It, it's... And at this point, raise the call, sound the bell, celebration this week. Everybody, the mayor, yes, and mayor, I'm telling you, shut your yapper. Why don't you three come follow me? And at this point, um, one of them says, Escobar, please, my daughter, uh, wh- wh- who's she with? Where's she staying? This is Morin. Ah. He's the guy I've been asking about this whole time. I- I'm familiar <laughs> with Morin. Morin! We've got her in the keep. Please, come with me. And without hesitation, Morin just uh, is following after the mayor, following after Escobar. And uh, the three of you follow, I assume. Yes. Correct. Guards, as you are passing by them, as you enter into the keep, are whispering to each other, Oh my goodness, look at them. They've come back. They brought the heroes. And as soon as you enter the main keep area, the mayor uh, whispers to Morin, Um... She hasn't woken up yet, but I think she would, uh, wouldn't would mind getting woken up by you. Uh, she's upstairs in the guest chambers. Morin goes, Mayor, thank you for, thank, thank you for <sighs> caring for her and um, making sure she was safe. Uh, and he looks over to you, Lance. Um, you said you knew my daughter. Were you also keeping her safe as well? Um, um, yes, um, I noticed after the raid that she was alone, and, um, so I helped her out how I could, and she asked me to find you. Or, I, she wanted some hope, and I tried to give her some. Today you've given her more than hope. You've reunited us. And he comes over to you and just grasps your shoulders. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. He looks down at your hands and goes, I apologize, I don't mean to pry, but, um... Yes, this is your ring I'm wearing. I found it in your house when we when we were looking for you, and I thought I might wear it to signify that I knew you, so you didn't just think I was some stranger. Or I knew, you know, you, you know what I mean, that I knew your daughter and... And so you didn't take me as just someone trying to lead you like a cultist somewhere. That was my uh, wife's wedding ring. Okay, that's awkward. Um, um, it actually like felt it felt like a, a boost to like shield me from danger. So that's that's also maybe why I kept it too. As you say, it's awkward, and uh, he just chuckles to himself and goes, oh, "No, no, I, I believe your intentions were pure. I, I." I I mean, you're, you're very wise to um, bring along that proof. I had it very well hidden, as you you were aware. I was searching your house to see if there's any sign of wherever you went, and I found the hiding spot. Yeah. I left the money. The money's there. The money's there. Uh, proving yourself more a hero, he says as he's smiling. Um, he smirks to himself and goes, I kept that just to, to give to Ardina. Um, when she got older, to remind herself of uh, her mother. Yes, of course, of course, of course, of course. Would you mind if I had it back? Absolutely not. No, of course. Yes, it'd be. I wearing your wife's wedding ring from this point on would feel extremely awkward, and um, we're not even married, so that's just a double <laughs> awkwardness. Um, so I, I take off, I take off the ring. <sighs> Thank you. I. You've done so much for us. I. 
wish I could give back to you. I just feel that this would be... It's awkward. This I is, get it. Yeah, this, I get it. Yeah. No, it's not awkward. I just... I'm, I'm thinking of Ardina, and I, I just want her some, have something to remember of her course, mother by. Of course, yes. That's why it's awkward. Just take the ring back. Okay. Well, um, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, goodbye. And with that, he... Um, with a smile on his face, uh, a very caring smile and a very uh, thankful smile, he turns away and he goes up the stairs to speak to Artina. Um, at this point, at this point, Escobar comes up with a treasure chest and he goes, All right, you three. And he opens the treasure chest and three large bags of gold. One, two, three. He goes, you've certainly earned it. 250, right? 250 gold pieces a person. And he goes, uh, I can't think of anybody else who'd be more deserving than this. You're certainly braver than a lot of folk in the town here, and certainly braver than myself. I, uh, I wasn't willing to go after them, and I thought you all were foolhardy, but... We were told to. <laughs> well, as uh, he sort of, like, kind of glare, half kind of, like, rolls his eyes towards the mayor, although you're being incentivized, you didn't have to take it. And you did. And that speaks volumes. Now, you three, if we're getting ready for a feast, we ought to know what to call you by. What? What do we call the heroes of Greenest? And I mean, we could call you no, the heroors of Greenest. No, don't that, please. No. It's, it's kind of got a nice ring. It it's might... not. It's not good. You could always call us the Hammers. The Hammers? I'm, I'm pretty partial to Hammers. Let's, like... Talk, hammers, all right. Uh, we got all right. We got talk about this for a second. All right, well, <laughs> you, you got some time. You got some time. The feast will be tonight in your, your tonight. honor. <laughs> yes, a whole week of feasting. Well, I just figured that you just went through a raid. <laughs> a well, that was a few days ago. We <laughs> bounced back That's pretty true. quickly <laughs> in greenest here. <laughs> Plus, I think uh, good old Bevan, he's got some uh, cheeses and uh, some... Uh, I believe he's got a few... I believe he's got, uh, I think he's saving it for a special occasion, so, um, I believe this would be <laughs> one to, uh, pull out all of the stops, if you get what I'm saying. Fleeple, you know exactly the stash that he's referring to, because you rated that uh, before you had it. <laughs> yeah, half of it is eaten. The mayor pipes up and goes, <clears throat> I want to apologize for my rudeness earlier, and, um, I want to offer you, uh, the court is here um, once, obviously, Ardina has awoken and um, she has gone back to her father. You're more than welcome to stay here in the keep. We only have the one room, unfortunately, but we could bring a couple of uh, cots, uh, some bedding as well, to where you can share the room. Or, um, uh, Fleeple, I, I don't know if you want to go back to Bevan's place, um, but I... Uh, or, or I could pay for your rooms at uh, the Winged Dragon. I... I is that Bevan's place, or...? Yeah, that's Bevan's place. Uh, yeah, it's the tavern. Um, I... We want to accommodate as, as much as possible uh, for everything you did for us. Uh, please, feel free to... The keep is yours. Not obviously yours, uh, but feel, feel free to walk around. Escobar, <clears throat> Mayor, I tell ya. And he goes, You are always welcome here, of course. Um, I will be... Excusing myself before I uh, shove the foot in my mouth yet again. So, excuse me. And with that, he leaves. And you all level up to level four. What I just realized is this whole time we've been level three, I should have been rolling two D6s for sneak attack. Oh. I could have increased my damage more. Oh man. oh, man. So, yeah, I just realized I had not been utilizing sneak attack like I should have. So the only thing I want to do here on the podcast is just roll health and see how many max hit points you got more. So so if you want to roll health or if you're just taking the half. Um, all right. So, Mal, what are you taking? Well, my understanding is that when you multi-class, you take the hit points of the new class. That is correct. Right. So you're going to multi-class into so what? I am going to multi-class as a barbarian. <laughs> so I'm going to take that 1d12 plus my con. 
Nice. So six plus four it's is actually ten. seven. So seven plus your con. So it's weird when you take the safer option, they uh, they err on the side of it's half, but plus one. Seven so. plus four is eleven. Nice. Eleven more hit points. So now you're gonna want to keep track about how, of how many hit dice you have and what they are. So, um, so you have three d8s, one d12. Very nice. Okay, Fleeple, where are you going? Uh, I usually like to roll, but since this is, uh, you know, Fleeple's a fan favorite, and we can't have me rolling low, so <laughs> I'm just gonna go with the safe <laughs> option. I mean, we do have fan art, so there you mm. go. And you too <laughs> could create fan art of Fleeple. Just just email it to icastfireball2020 at gmail.com. Feel free to tag us at uh, icastfireball20. <laughs> okay, so that's, uh, um, you have a D8, right, Fleeple for a druid? Yep, so I'm just going with the five because my constitution is zero. Ooh, yeah, probably good. All right, and uh, Lance, what are you going? Well, what since you I am the fan least favorite, I'm <laughs> sure. Um, Since I'm creating a bard right now. <laughs> no. I rolled, and I am rolling a D8, and I rolled a four, so straight down the middle. Okay. And nice. Plus two with my con, so that is six. So my hit points are now at 33. Great. Uh, actually, the only other thing I want to know is um, at level four, you have the possibility to take a feat or to increase ability scores. So, Lance, what are you going with at I'm level four? I'm going with ability score. Great. And do you know what you're going to... Yes. Dexterity. Okay. Which is going up to 18 now. Nice. You're boosting it by two? No, just by one. Oh, by one? Okay, okay. And then I'm also going to boost intelligence by one, which won't increase me, but the next time will. Great. Fleeple, uh, do you know if you're going uh, feat or ability score? I'm going with ability scores as well. I'm bumping my wisdom up to 18, so I also have a plus four now. Nice, nice, nice. And then for my other my other one ability score increase, um, I'm going to add that to intelligence as well. And that'll bump me up to a plus one from a zero. Nice. Very wise in this party here. Mal, do you know which one you're going with? Um, because I'm multi-class, I did not level up in Warlock, so I I don't have a I don't have a feat or an ability score increase. Yeah, I believe Mickey's correct, but I would not argue with you, Thomas, if you wanted to give her an ability score. Yeah, if you want to give me that, that's cool. But <laughs> That's just so sad. No, it's not. That's just so sad. I, I think got rage. Sad. I can done rage now. So I just looked it up, and it says ability scores are tied to class, not character level. So that means you have to be like a level seven character before you do well, anything. Well, the, the next time we level up, if she picks a warlock... Then she gets to do the ability score. Oof. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. the that's the right. takeaways, I guess, from multi-classing. Okay, that's good. Okay, I good still to know. got stuff. I still get cool stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, great. So we're gonna break out into a whole week of downtime here. Okay, so this week feast, not a week feast, a week long feast. The town is just celebrating you. They are just we we jump to that evening um leosin kind of uh also leosin and some of the prisoners also taking house in the keep um leosin has his room in the uh, winged dragon that he had previous um but we go to that night it's just a roaring party it is just the biggest celebration that greenus has had in a long time because this is the biggest reason to celebrate other than defending themselves from a dragon you know and everything is just, everybody's clapping, running around, dancing, things like that. Children are up way past their bedtime. Um, and while this is happening, Lance, you just feel this like tug on your cloak behind you. And you turn around and Ardina's there. And she's holding her dad's hand, Morin. And she comes up to you and goes, Hey, I I, <clears throat> I wanted to thank you for bringing my dad back. The... They said that you saved him. Uh, no, I mean, it was like a conjoint effort. Um, and Morin pipes in. But that's true, remember? We, we talked about this. It was it was this this gentleman, but also uh, Fleeple, which you remember, and uh, that uh, half-orc and that, that monk over there, that that, that, uh, that other individual over there. He doesn't know that he's a monk. Uh, that other over-individual over there. And she goes, uh, yeah, they told me that you helped save him as she's like 
reciting what she's been told, but she's like, and she whispers, she goes, but I really know it was you. You're the one that saved him, so. And she, without saying anything, she lets go of her dad's hand. She just runs up to you and just, like, hugs your legs. She only comes up to maybe, um, she's not even, like, half your height. Um, uh, And you being a small person, she's an even smaller child. Um, And she, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just really glad that you, uh, you brought my dad back. I, I'll kneel down, <laughs> kind of like, kind of push her off a little bit, and I'll just kneel down to her height, say, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad too. Um, it's always good to have parents around to watch out for you. But also remember, you kept yourself safe. Keep that. Remember that. I'll remember. Thank you. Of course, of course. Go have fun, have fun, play with friends. You want to come to our house? Um, I I can show you my room and like my my toys. I don't, and, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's your your dad has a, had a long. More, uh, yeah, yeah, Artina. It's I, I I believe uh he's gonna stay here at the party. Before, and um, before I leave, I I will, I will drop by later this week. Okay, I'll I'll make sure that we have. And she's kind of like biting her lip now like thinking about it i'll make sure we have like yeah i'll like get it mm-hmm. yeah okay okay we'll have it like a tea party or something and um and this conversation has quickly moved away from uh <laughs> and at morn's like th- thank you again thank you again <laughs> ardina really wants lance to have that ring so she's trying to parent trap her dad oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's right. She saw the ring. She knows. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, also at the party that night, uh, Fleeple and Mal, as you both are, while this conversation is happening, Leoson comes over and goes, "I, um, I must apologize. I don't believe I caught your names, and you're the ones that helped me get out of there and saved these." Poor individuals from certain death. You know mine. I'm I'm Leosin, obviously. Well, I'm afraid to say that in real life, my name is not Jank, though it is a powerful name. But it's quite powerful. <laughs> I I might recommend you change it to that. Yes. Well, everybody here calls me Fleeple because that is my that's my name, so that's why they call me that. They're they're very wise to do that then, if if it's your name. Um, and what about you? Uh, uh, what, what 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 was your name? Oh, uh, most people just call me Mal. Mal, Mal. Okay. Uh, curious. I noticed your um, the the tattoos on your arm. Um, I believe they only come from uh, am I am I right in assuming you come from the spine of the world? I do. That that's. She'll look down at the the tattoos in her arm. That's incredible. That's that's is where I come from. Oh, ah. Fascinating. Yes, I, I am. Uh, must admit, I'm surprised not to see one of your companions flying around you. And um, <laughs> but uh, perhaps um, you don't have that ability ability yet. But <laughs> uh, just outstanding uh, to bring you so far south here. Um, I must say, I've only read about uh, tribes like yourself are living um, up there. Uh, I, I find my. You see, I'm. I'm a bit of a scholar myself. Um, I was wondering, I wasn't able to ask as uh, we were rushing out, did you happen to get any of that information that uh, we had discussed previously uh, from the camp? Yes. About the cult? Yes, I, I snagged it all from my friend. Uh, well, Lance Thalen was very, very brave, and he was the one who went and actually gathered all of the information. And he was so kind as to just let me borrow it uh, while we were on the way here. Well, I was going to have a touching moment where I was going to give it to you, but I guess we cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Ned said, skip Uh, the emotion. Let's go through the story. Two hours previous. (laughs) Two hours before now. I want you to have this. (laughs) That's... I always knew you had goodness in your heart. You were just too stupid to see it. <laughs> yes, back to the present. I would have I in the journey back I would have given 
Fleeple, the messenger bag. Well, I would have looked through the messenger bag one more time because I did not really look through it. But after that, I didn't really even read the papers. I'm just giving them to Fleeple. As long as there wasn't something else in the messenger bag, then I'm just giving it to him. Gotcha. Jacob, sorry to take that from you. I didn't mean to do that. No, it, I mean, um, I didn't declare it at all. <laughs> but yeah, I would have given the me- I would have given it all to Fleeple as long as there wasn't something else in the messenger bag. Maybe that would have piqued my interest. Fantastic. Um, perhaps uh, when the festivities are over and I'm not quite, um, I will not be as hungover um, tomorrow or maybe the next day. Uh, perhaps we could um, uh, investigate the findings of the of the uh, of fr- from the cult uh, together. Yes, yes, certainly. That sounds wonderful, and the most mysterious thing that we've found from the cult so far, and I pull out a slender little box and I show him the worm. I- that was mine. <laughs> I have that. I did not give that to you. You gave me the messenger bag, man. I didn't. The worm wasn't in it. The worm oh, is in something else. Fine. I did that not give worm you the not- worm. I was actually okay. going to check on the worm, but you keep freaking taking what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My God. Look, I also found these boots of elven kind I took off of Lance while he was sleeping. (laughs) Fine. Everything's going out of my inventory. (laughs) I do not show him the worm, but uh, as as we decide that we're yeah, as we decide that we're going to later on uh, take a look at this stuff, I say, oh, and I've been meaning to introduce you to my good friend Coab over here. No, no, he's dead. He got eaten by a dragon. Surprisingly, after a day, there is nobody by the name of Coab. You don't recognize Coab. Not even amongst the dead. Um, he's uh, the he's, big bad at the end of this whole that's thing. That's what it's going to be. You treat an NPC poorly, and then they come back and destroy you. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's Tiamat. He's the leader of the cult <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> um... Excellent. Um, well, well then, I'll, uh, I'll I will uh, I'll, I'll find you um, in a few days' time. Then, if that's all right, I'm gonna go. All right. Uh, so, with downtime, with downtime, is there anything that and uh, obviously Lewison wants to get in touch with uh, Fleeple, go over these notes in particular. Um, Mal, was there anything particular you wanted to do during downtime? Uh, we don't have to roleplay it necessarily, just something that you wanted to, like, let's get this detail out of the way type of thing. Um, where I'm at right now, probably not. I think I'll probably just stick with um, Lance or Fleeple, whoever seems to have a more interesting conversation happening. Probably Lance. Great. Perfect. Um, so sticking with Lance, so to speak, uh, with that, Lance, uh, is there anything in particular you would like to do this week during downtime? Um, I am going to... This whole week, I'm going to be very awkwardly close to Malamara. Like, like, <laughs> like, as soon as she gets up in the morning, I'm like there being like, hey, how did you sleep? And whenever she's walking around, I'm not like on like next to her, but I'm always like around her. She, I am always there for some reason. So all week, Mal and Lance are just going to walk in a giant circle yep. trying to be near each other. <laughs> exactly. Like, and neither okay. one is leading. They're just like both next to each other. They're like, oh, are you are you are going you gonna, to the, oh, after, please, are you going to the you, general yeah. store? Oh, 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 yeah. Let's, uh, I'm going. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's, yeah, okay, me too. Yeah, yeah. And cool. Like, cool. Yeah, they both go to the general store and be like, uh, were you going to get anything? Oh, uh, I, I guess uh, this flower, maybe. Okay. Um, but yeah, just like yeah, very like awkward. Like Lance has been very distant this whole time, but yet Great. somehow he's just always around Malamara. But I will. Oh, sorry. I real quick wanted. I will be checking in at least once on um, the blacksmith family, and also I would like to see if there's somewhere around town where I can procure studded leather armor. And if I can, how much that would be to procure that? Coincidentally, as you check on Ardina, um, Mal following Leosin as well, uh, joining on this. After a few days, uh, the house is uh, a lot tidier. The windows are still unrepaired, but they got some boards on them. Um, And uh, Morin going, uh, after only two days back in the blacksmith shop, uh, finishing up a few items, finishing up maybe a few commissions even. Uh, But as you come up, he goes... Oh, hello, Lance. Uh, hello. Please, come on in. Oh, uh, Ardina. Yes, thank you. Oh, Ardina. Yeah. Uh, Lance is here. 
pitter-patter, like, down the stairs. Lance! And she just runs up and just gives you the big old, oh, biggest hey. hug. Hello. Biggest hug. Hello. And, um... Uh, she's just kind of standing there, like next to her dad, and goes, "Oh, um, well, what wh- what can we do for you?" Uh, and Malamara, of course, yes, good to see you, or Mal, I should say, uh, since I don't know your full name. Um, um, um <laughs> yes, uh, two things. One, I believe I owe this young lady a tea party. Um, yes, and I am setting it up. I'll 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 go set it up right now. And I okay? will say, uh, Adina, I have brought a prime guest, my friend. Malamara here, who has many a story to tell you about many an adventure, and she loves a tea party. <laughs> Your arm looks really cool. And she's like biting her lip again as she's like her, like kind of like just swaying back and forth, kind of like little kids do. And like, can I touch it? Mel, pull up her sleeve and let Ardina examine it to her heart's content. She, like, goes up and she, like, follows some lines. She starts to, like, with her, not touching your, your arm, like, kind of, like, tracing it. Like, okay. And then, why are you green? Oh. And that. Morin goes, uh, Ardina, you should, um, uh, Ardina, mm, tea party? Set it up? Set up? Oh, I'll be back. And then she just kind of skips off, and Morin goes, Oh my gosh, you can't just ask somebody why they're green. I am sorry? And I apologize greatly for that. She's a very curious child. And we don't get a lot of visitors. So what can I... You want... What What did you want, Lance? Just yeah. stop while you're behind. Um, let's... Uh, yes. Uh, also, you are a blacksmith. And I was wondering if by any chance procure... Uh, if you have... Any kind of armor that's leather, but a little bit more durable than just regular, like with like studded leather armor or some kind of upgrade in that regard. Oh, um, I don't have anything like that right now. Um, but I could—that's something I can definitely get the done, get done in a few days. Oh, time. Yes. No worries. Um, how? How? How much? How much? Well, uh, uh, let's say. I saved your uh, life. What? For, for, oh, sorry. What? what? what that? Uh. Why don't we say, like, 45 gold pieces? I saved your life? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm just joking. He's like, uh, weird flex. Just everything, um, every, every... Uh, I saved your life? No. Okay, uh, 45. Yes, that sounds sounds perfect. That's actually... I won more of that in, in a drinking match a little while ago, so that's perfect. Oh, oh okay. Must, you must have been quite a drinker. Oh. <laughs> I'm not calling you drunk or an alcoholic. No, no, um, I actually wasn't I, drunk at all after it. Some people were, but I How wasn't. about I just start working and cool. stop talking That's right a good now. idea. Great. So after setting up the tea party, Ardina uh, asking about all of your tattoos and Mal, she asking some uncomfortable questions, but uh, questions that you maybe don't fully answer or just flat out ignore like you can with some children sometimes. Uh, you have a wonderful tea party, um, sharing some stories and... Uh, and that is your day, if that's if we're okay with that. After a few days' time, sure enough, you get studded leather armor. Woo! I am now at a higher armor class than I was with that ring. Now, during this time, Fleeple and Leosin, you are pouring through these letters. There are quite a few. Um, some of them are uh, veiled. Uh, there seems to be some sort of... Some of them are in ciphers, and some of them are not in ciphers. The ones that are not in ciphers... Uh, actually are seem to be like it's very confusing after like one page you read it like two pages you read it and like three like it takes you like three pages before you realize good heavens this is some poetry about dragons that is just absolutely terrible things like um the your wings expand across the sky it fills my eye Behold it in the world right now, and like that's it. Uh, it's it's that's the problem. People people think that poetry is just all about rhyming, but you got to have meter as well. <laughs> yes, um, I've never I've never really one been one to uh, take up the 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 gift of poetry myself. I leave that for the bards. And um, but good heavens, she is just terrible. She is just awful here. I mean, in in more ways than one. <laughs> uh, Fleeple, why don't you go ahead and roll a, um, 
Investigation check. Investigation. Here. Definitely going to be giving myself guidance on that, and thank goodness I just increased my intelligence. Let's have uh, Leosin give you advantage as well, because you both are pouring it over together. Oh. This is for the cipher specifically. Booyah, to my like, man. Um, feel, to feel like, uh, to see if you could break it, crack it. Um, uh, you've got like this uh, blackboard almost where Leosin's like, let's go through it again. Let, let, let's really try to, 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 to nail this down. So go ahead and roll your uh, in, uh, investigation check with advantage. All right, 19. 19. After a good day and a half, um, you realized that this poetry was also part of the cipher. And so you're like, oh, he's like, oh, my, that is very clever. But golly, it is still just the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, couldn't you have picked a different book for a cipher? Regardless. So you pour through these ciphered letters and you jot them down. One of them is to an individual named Resmir. The gist of this letter um, speaks about uh, the most recent raids, um, Greenest, and how they were going to stop doing raids for a while, thinking that they might arouse suspicion. Um, how also a little bit of a criticism about how Resmir hasn't been there in quite some time, and how... You could get there. There might be this overt, maybe a uh, overt or covert. It can't be both. It has to be one of them. Maybe some uh, underlying um, annoyance about being left with the dragon eggs in the hatchery, um, and uh, something to the effect of, "You've left me with this burden, and yet uh, you expect me to bring results. How am I to know how to raise one of your kind?" Um. So. Uh, that's one letter. Uh, a couple of there are just kind of a uh, basic uh, notes. Um, but then one of them is uh, sort of like a checklist. Um, and the biggest checklist, uh, the biggest t ticketed item is um, um, basically what does she's <laughs> honestly, it's kind of like a journal entry. Like, if, uh, if we were to boil it down to what it actually is, it's a journal entry of, like, her talking about, like, okay, what are we going to do now that we've got all this? We I know we need to securely send the treasure somewhere. I needed to make sure it gets to um, its final destination, but how do we do it? How do we do it? Where can we send it to throw off suspicion? Um, but unfortunately, that's not answered in these letters here. doesn't seem like it was answered um, in... Uh, the items that Lance had procured from the tent. And um, you get some other snippets of like uh, just a casual mention of like a, uh, uh, for some reason in that conversation to Resmir, uh, there's also conversations about um, um, being a uh, worm speaker and uh, how, uh, how um, uh, that, Mondath does recognize the power of the mask um, and before moving on to a different topic, things like that. <laughs> Both you and Lance rolled pretty high, thankfully, so that was, uh, you were able to get a good chunk of information from that. Um, Leosin goes, this is, this is, this is very good, very good indeed, Fleeple. <sighs> this information was what I was hoping to find. <sighs> Um, I, I can't confirm anything. Everything is speculation. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm kind of the only monk investigating this currently. And if I'm really going to help convince and draw some other of my organization in to start further investigating things, this mask, uh, line is very encouraging for, for what I think. So I'm not going to speak in any absolutes, but this is excellent work. But we need to discover exactly a, a, a next. What's the next step? What, what what is the next step as a as a organization as a whole? What what is something that we can thwart? Something we can intercept? Something we can we can tangibly hold other than these papers that we got here? Well, <sighs> there were those eggs in the hatchery. Yes. How did they get there? Where did they come from? Yes. Fleeple, this is good. This is good. 
if we had some sort of tangible proof, something, something that we could uh, take to others, we could write about, we could, we could have in our possession, um, not to keep the eggs ourselves, of course, because <clears throat> I don't wish to have any dragon eggs myself, but, um, even understanding where, where this treasure is going to be heading, where, where it's going to be going, it sounds like it, they are unclear of how to transfer it. If we could figure out where that's going, what their, their next objective is, I think perhaps we can get closer to, uh, get away from the bottom of the phone chain, so to speak. Maybe get to this Resmere individual and somehow intercept them. Uh, this, this, them being a worm speaker. I mean, that sounds pretty official, right? I mean, but I mean, if it's got speaker in I, the title, then it's probably going to be pretty far up there. I mean, I mean, one can hope, right? I, I just, I'm wondering what some of your thoughts are, are on this. I, I mean, you, you bring up an excellent idea, but what are some of your thoughts? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how much of the encampment is going to be left after our orc friends got finished with it, but. They were, they were quite, they were, they, they, they were quite thorough. Hmm. Quite thorough indeed. Because Kava also had a desk that might have had some information in it. <laughs> and it might be worth rooting around the cavern that the eggs were in and see if there's any clues we could find there. Yes, yes. <sighs> uh, as you say this, he's kind of like looking off to the side, like tapping the table slowly. Definitely in thought. Felipe, I couldn't help but notice um, and overhear some of the prayers that you mutter um, as uh, you have meals, uh, we have some meals, and um, it seems that we share an affinity to um, Bahamut. Am I correct in assuming? Well, well Bahamut, he's, you know, he's he's the tops. He's, he's the best. He's the bee's knees. He's the cat's pajamas. All of that and more. <laughs> It seems I am a monk, yes, and I, I am a scholar, but at a very young age of my life, I found that I I really came to understand Bahamut's majesty, just through worship, through through my parents, through through uh, just um, talking to various dragonborn themselves, and I really feel quite drawn and quite propelled to help carry out his will. Um... I sense that same drive in you. And so I feel as if I'm as if I'm talking to somebody. Which <laughs> I'll be honest, I never thought I'd be communicating with a kobold <laughs> on matters of Bahamut. No, I am um, I'm, I'm with you right there. Most uh, most kobolds are pretty unpleasant folk. I <laughs> But I feel as I'm if I'm speaking to a fellow um a fellow brother, fellow brother in arms here and there's something in my heart that tells me that this is something bigger than just a cult vying for power. You mentioned that going to the caverns might be a good idea. Would you be willing to go to the caverns with your your adventuring party, your 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 comrades, and to see which what information you can pull and what information you could bring back? I <sighs> Honestly, I was supposed to leave to my monastery a week ago, but I was captured. You, um, I, I, you, you, it does make it makes it difficult, uh, and I shouldn't have stayed to investigate these papers. And I have to report back. But would you be willing to go with your two comrades and follow up where I cannot, and then send me word? Well, when I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a witty thing to say. Okay, fan favorite, calm down. <laughs> well well it may be that this will be the last nail in the cult's coffin and the hammers are on the job <laughs> I have to say I quite like that name it's a very catchy name hammers three of you I mean, I don't see the correlation between the three of you and Hammers, but by golly, it it definitely drives you to think that you, you're you going to get the job done. And for that, I, I thank you, Fleeple. I will uh, arrange for you um, uh, 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 some 
some form of communication, perhaps even a magical device I can send back to you to where we can communicate more directly instead of uh, just um, through uh, transcripts or face-to-face. So, um, I I think th- this is where we part ways. And I... Uh, but not for long. Yeah, I reach into my pack and I pull out some salami and I hand it to him in a departing gesture and just say uh, the very first thing that I said to him, Bahamut Troth, Bahamut's blessing upon you. As he grabs the salami from me with a very quizzical look, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he just sort of gingerly picks it up, holds it in one hand, sees that it's got like a bunch of bite marks in it. But as you bow to him with that phrase, he repeats it, bowing to you. And that's where we'll end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. I found us a quest hook. So, nice recuperation. Nice uh, awkward questions from a youth. Uh, leveling up, youth. great stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got some great stuff going coming down the pipeline. So we will see. I will say what in happens. that time, oh, yeah? I did look at the worm to see if it's alive. As you open the box, slowly, it's there, but it is not moving. It's dead. We didn't feed it. Leaves. <sighs> Seems to have departed. Still has those weird paper mache heads on either side, though. I will, and I will say we. I would have made it a point before Leos and leaves to show that to him as well. Okay, sounds good. Just, we'll get that. We'll do that next time. We'll do that next time. Magically <laughs> take everything out of my. Bag. <laughs> my and supply. here's two hundred and fifty gold pieces that he gave to me as well. What about this glass eye. What about this unusual parchment of magic? Well, we will find out next time on iCast Fireball. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed playing. From wherever you are and wherever you get your podcast from, please, 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 please leave us a review. It really helps boost us up and lets us know that you appreciate what we're doing here. You can also shoot us an email over at iCastFireball2020 gmail.com. Again, that's iCastFireball, all lowercase 2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and you're hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. To get the most recent update of content, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. Uh, that's the number two zero at the end there. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players and DMs, random surveys, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. Now, we just want to give a quick shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give them a listen. Like, subscribe, share with friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table, we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Keep the fire going and see you next time.